Welcome to Recovery Guy Podcast. Welcome, welcome. Recovery is a lifelong process. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy, and it is Thursday, so you know this is the checkup. Thank you for tuning in uh, to us today. Thank you for the downloads. Thank you for the follows. Thank you for the sharing. Thank you for being a part of this recovery movement and what we're trying to accomplish here. And it's great to have you join us. It's always good to be in front of the microphone. It's always good um, sorting out uh, what I want to share with you in terms of things that are important to me, important to recovery, how we can become that more effective tool that can make a difference, uh, certainly in our life as we sharpen our saw, but as we elevate the room and the individuals around us, right? So you've heard the adage, maybe you have, maybe you haven't where a rising tide lifts all boats. And that's pretty exciting, especially if you're a boat and you get to rise with the other boats. But what if you could be the tide? What if you could be the tide, which meant that you did not have to wait for the tide to come in. You can rise whenever you want. Well, the only thing that's separating you from being the tide and not being the tide is owning the tide and becoming it on your own because we are given power by God. Our creator has endowed us for greatness that we can be those things because we can do all things through God who strengthens us. So your higher power will elevate you, will allow you to become those things, that one entity where you can become the tide and you decide when you elevate, you decide when you rise up. And that's what the Recovery Guy movement, the recovery movement is all about. Hopefully you've had an opportunity to go and check out some of the other podcasts. If you're new or relatively new to our podcast here, uh, we have Relapse, we have Letting Go, we have Three Agents of Change, The Power of How, Becoming the Best Version of Ourself We Can Become, making a difference, recovery after coercion. Give yourself time to grow. Uh, through these holiday seasons, I wanted to talk about uh, being having hope for the holiday, finding family, keeping family, the power of thinking. There's so many things there that we have for you, and we want you to be a part of it. So join the movement. Join J.J., Join John Barker uh, and myself. And you know what? I don't do it often enough, but I really want to give a huge shout out to my daughter, Jane Andrews. Uh, On Instagram, she is, hey, this is Jane. And uh, Jane is so able in terms of creating memes and helping me get the message out there. And, And I know she doesn't like to get props, but I just can't help myself. She's done so much for us and making sure this message gets out there. So Jane, here's to you. Thank you for everything that you do for us. And, you know, I know sometimes during the holidays, uh, 
uh, some individuals struggle and have a hard time. Um, none harder than this family that I was uh, having a conversation with the other day. They were looking for some direction and some advice and some counsel. And uh, so this person, this man is talking to me and he's got a tumor and it doesn't look good. And my heart is going out for him as he's chatting with me and bringing me up to speed so he knows some of the decisions he has to make and uh, his sister becomes involved. And what he's looking to do is uh, combine his finances, get them all together and uh, uh, make his um, sister part of the finances so she has access to his finances um, uh, in the um, inevitable event at this point with this inoperative tumor that he is going to die. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, and when doesn't look like it's going to be that long. So I'm just trying to give them direction and guidance and help. And as it turned out, their mom died just six months ago. And here she is chatting with me, and she's now she's in tears because she lost her mom not more than six months ago And now her brother has this inoperable uh, tumor. So if you would think of these people, please pray for them. Send your regards. You don't know who they are, but it doesn't matter. Uh, It matters that we send our regard. So, and I'm not saying that, that if you are going through something, you would not feel for what you're going through, but but project or transfer onto these people. I just want to know there's people there suffering. And if we're not going through anything like that, then let's be grateful for what we've been given. And for whatever reason, God has not required us to walk that path. You know, Tuesday on the fix, it was, are we attractive? And I hope you listen to that and, Caught the energy from Sammy Hagar and Chickenfoot with their cover with Highway Star. And I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, I know I enjoyed um, uh, creating the podcast and getting it out there for your listening. Um, Today is Are We Responsible? Are we responsible? You know, when I first understood about my responsibility, because when I was out there ripping and running, I was only responsible for getting high. Um, I was supposed to be responsible for other things. I was married. I was a father. I was a son. I was a brother. I was a friend. I was an employee. All the list of the things that we were, I was supposed to be caregiver, caretaker for myself, right? Uh, self-love, right? Self-care. I was none of those things. I was not responsible. The only responsibility I took was to make sure that the supply never ran out. So then I come into recovery and I hear, and and again, whether you're AANA, go to church, whatever, um, there's always some type of accountability, some responsibility. And in Alcoholics Anonymous, there is what is called the responsibility statement. And here it is. I am responsible when anyone, anywhere reaches out for help. 
I want the hand of AA always to be there. And for that, I am responsible. You know, whether you're AA or NA or OA or GA or a charismatic church or a Catholic church or, or a Muslim or, or if you are of the Jewish faith, um, if you are LDS, if you're evangelical Christian, really doesn't matter. That's a pretty good statement, right? When anyone anywhere, well, I am responsible. When anyone anywhere reaches out for help, I want the hand of AA or whatever organization you're part of, or maybe you're just a part of the human race. I want the hand of the universe always to be there. And for that, I am responsible. Are we responsible? Let's take a look at that word and spend some time with it. And we'll walk through some things that I think are relevant, things that I need to be reminded of. And as you know, you know, sometimes I think this is for me and I hope you receive it well. I don't share a topic with you at Recovery Guy that, isn't on my heart. This is never about preaching at you, telling you how you ought to be. This is about what I need to accomplish in my life. So I am a better husband. I am a better friend. I am a better father, a better grandfather, a better person from the inside out, right? I am responsible. I will take that responsibility. So what does it mean to be responsible? And then and then we all, you individually and we can collectively, we can determine if we are responsible. So here it is, answerable or accountable. You know, a lot of people don't like to be accountable. I read some stuff on Instagram where the person said, well, F them, F this, F that. If they don't like me or what I do, then the heck with them because I don't need them. There's a person who doesn't want to be accountable. Now, I understand that my life can't revolve around what you think of me because I did do the podcast that, you know, your view or or uh, impression of me is really none of my business. And that's true. But that doesn't mean that I don't care about what you think. That just means that I use it as an opportunity to become a more rounded person. Um but it's but I don't seek your approval um, because whether or not you approve uh, doesn't necessarily uh, tell me who I am or what I'm doing. Uh, you just might not like me or my approach to things. Um, but I do want to be accountable. As for something within one's power, control, or management. So I need to be answerable and accountable. To who? Well, first of all, I'm accountable to God as I understand God. And if you have any type of relationship with the power greater than yourself, then we aren't we accountable or answerable to that power? In my case as a Christian, I'm accountable to the Word of God. I'm accountable to Christ as my Savior. Whatever your faith or religion is, I'm sure you've got a more finite uh, responsibility and accountability to that. It is involving accountability as in having the power to control or manage, uh, being chargeable with being actually the author, cause, or occasion of something, having a capacity for moral decisions and therefore accountable. Because doesn't morality affect others? As I go through my life, 
making moral decisions as to how I'm going to live. No man is an island unto himself. You know, people will say, well, there's a victimless crime. What I'm doing doesn't affect anyone. I call BS because what I do does affect other people, whether I'm in the workplace or with people that I'm training or people that are training me, whether I'm in front of the microphone or whether I'm sitting and chatting with Laura or I'm talking to someone at the store. I have a sense of morality and the decisions I make based on that morality that affects other people. I'm therefore accountable. Um, accountable or, or, or responsible is also capable of rational thought or action. I think we are all that. Uh, able to discharge obligations. Reliable or dependable. Gosh, I love that. I am responsible which means I'm dependable. Let my word be my bond. I want to know, I want to be a person who's known by what they say. I'm responsible for what I say because I need it to be representation of my behavior. Am I responsible? Am I reliable? As in just conducting my daily affairs. You know, um, so important to even break the word down. I love Stephen Covey years ago when he talked about being responsible. Is response able? And I loved how he broke that down because each one has a definition that when combined gives us a greater sense of the word. And as we are people of recovery in this recovery movement, we are responsible for our recovery. And I'll talk about that a little bit more. So a response is simply, again, dictionary.com, my favorite resource for, for words and content. But a response is simply an answer or a reply as in words or in some action. It's what I say, and it needs to be consistent with what I do, and that is a response. It's simply an answer or a reply as in words or in some action. Now, being able is having the necessary power, skill, resources, or qualifications. So when we combine them, it's having the power to speak in a particular way and having my behavior back it up. It's giving an answer based on my skill, my resources, my qualifications. And as a person of recovery, we have a lot of qualifications. We have a lot of resources. You know, when we're children, and as a grandfather and watching my grandchildren grow, and obviously even being a parent, watching my children grow, in the beginning, there wasn't a lot of... Um, they weren't responsible for a lot because they relied uh, on Laura and me and, you know, my grandchildren, whether relying on Frankie or Kathleen or, or, or Sarah Jane and Josh and, you know, their spouses. Um, there's not a lot of responsibility, but as, as they grow older, there's more expectation. Now, I know my oldest grandson, there's a lot more responsibility on him than there is on my six-year-old grandson or my six-year-old grand, my seven-year-old granddaughter now, my goodness. 
um, there, there's more responsibility on them as they get older. And isn't the same with us who are in recovery? As we grow in our recovery and we learn more things and we're, we have more of an impact on other people and other people look to us for accountability and for resources and for wisdom and for that example of what it's like uh, living this recovered life for the length of time we have. And we are responsible for that. Uh, you know, I'm not responsible for what people do. Let's make that very clear. Um, but I am responsible for what they see me do. You with me on that? Let's not get it twisted. Um, I'm not responsible for what people do, but I am responsible for what they see me do. And hopefully, if I am the correct example, if I am response able, what they see me do, it may resonate in and with them. And they may want to do those same things that got me to a position of recovery, a position of wellness, a a, a position of life transformation that those of us who have been around a while have. So, you know, as my friend Chaz or my friend Tess or or, or, um, uh, Chris or any of my other friends who are early in recovery, as they're growing in recovery, their level of responsibility to themselves and to others grows because we want to have the type of example that if a person does decide that they want to live a different life, to have a different change, then we are creating that example, understanding our responsibility to ourselves, so we can then be an example to others. You know, um, People are always reaching out. Um, Sometimes they're crying out for help and we could not mistake the cry. Sometimes people reach out in ways that aren't that apparent. And we don't know sometimes when a person is reaching out, is asking for help. Isn't that even more important than, um, you know, in terms of our level of responsibility You know, we don't just act a particular way because a person is asking for our help. We act a particular way because we're responsible, and maybe that will draw them to us to uh, ask for help. I was talking to one of my fellow trainers today, uh, Alan, and Alan and I uh, uh, do this training program uh, at Discover Bank, and uh, Alan has been very instrumental in the formation of it and putting this whole program together, and it's called Daily Mindset, and we teach people how to think productively and constructively throughout the course of the day so they're as impactful at the end of their day as they were when they first came in and they transition from the morning to the afternoon and to the evening, maintaining power and consistency and effectiveness throughout the course of their day with very little detour or very little letdown throughout the course of the day. And even if they do get let down, we have a way using the method of halt to make sure that uh, they stay effective and they can identify the challenge because they are responsible, right? And and so we want to take people there with our actions. One of the things in, in um, customer service that we learn is always a escort, never point. 
So we want to lead people as we are responsible. We never say, you know what, go do that over there or go do this. No, we walk them to that with our actions. Because we are response-able, we have the ability to discharge our actions towards them because we have a, a capacity for making a good moral decision, and that leads to our accountability where we can walk a person to a lifestyle that they would want to live. There's even a, a, a spiritual responsibility that comes along with this. Um, you've heard the adage, um, my brother's keeper, right? Some would say, I'm not my brother's keeper. Well, you can say you're not your brother's keeper until you're blue in the face, but that doesn't make you any less of your brother's keeper. Whether or not you want to take responsibility and be responsible for being your brother's keeper is irrelevant as to whether or not you are, because we all are. We are all responsible to do the best we can for ourselves so we can be the best responsible solution to people who are needing help. I'm so glad, and maybe you're like me, aren't you grateful? Remember the people who were there when you were ready to get help? Aren't you glad that they took the responsibility to be available, to be well, to be on a path of recovery? My laundry list of people is never ending. I could rattle off 10 names right now of people who I'm so glad were responsible to be the best version of themselves that they could be. When I got to the rooms of recovery, I was around this group of people who took the responsibility for themselves, knowing that they would be responsible for someone like me who came into the program. You know, um, we are responsible. You know, in recovery, it said, in, and I probably shared it before, I know I have in my talks, where it said that um, the newcomer is the most important person in the room. And although that sounds wonderful, it's really not true. The fact is we who are already in recovery if we don't do the best we possibly can for ourselves, there's not going to be anyone here when the newcomer arrives. That means I am responsible. You are responsible. We are responsible as a collective, as a recovery network, as we go out on social media, which is such a wonderful way to encourage others, whether it's Snapchat or, or Instagram or Facebook or any of the other social media outlets where we get our message out, right? We are our brother's keeper. It means quite literally the person who keeps his brother. And in those days and in now, it refers to being responsible for someone as in I'm responsible for my brother. Now, understand once again, I'm not responsible for what they do. I'm responsible for what they see me do. And hopefully somewhere down the line, that will translate into them doing the right thing. I can't judge them. I can't say, well, you're not going to get it, so I'm not going to act a particular way, or you may get it, so I'll give you a little bit more effort. Dr. Nesman, when I was in college getting my degree, 
in alcohol and drug studies and learning more about how to be an effective uh, helper in this field of wellness. Uh, Dr. Nesman, uh, PhD in psychology, a wonderful individual. He could translate his uh, intellectual ability to care down to the most common denominator where I even understood it. That's how good he was. So Dr. Nesman told me about the rule of thirds. Have you ever heard the rule of thirds before? The rule of thirds essentially says a third of the people will understand the message. They'll gravitate toward it. They'll take it. They'll excel. They'll elevate themselves as a result of it. A third will be ambivalent. They they won't care one way or the other. They'll just sort of say, okay, that sounds cool. You know, I can take it or leave it, right? So that's the other third. The other third, they're saying, you know what, man, stick it in your ear. Have a nice day. You know, I gave it the office. I'm not drinking your Kool-Aid. No, thank you. Not for me. Hasta la vista, baby, right? So that's the rule of thirds. Here's the deal. Because you're out there. In, in this audience, there is the rule of thirds, and there's makes no mistake about it. I don't take it personally. It's just, it is what it is. It's the rule of thirds. I meet it everywhere in the walk of my life, right? In this recovery thing. Here's the deal. I don't know who you are. When I go to Annie's house and, and do my big book study with Chris and Mary or, or go to the prisons or, or the halfway house or, or in my training classes uh, at Discover, the rule of thirds apply. The thing is, I don't know who you are because everyone's smiling. Everyone's acting like they're getting it. I don't know if they are or not. I just know the rule of thirds. So my responsibility is to treat everyone as if they're the top third. I need to treat everyone as if you're getting it. I need to treat you as if you're on board, right? Because what if you are? But I don't think you are. What if I have prejudice or, as Stephen would say, prejudgment toward you, and I look and based on your gender, your, your, your religious background, how you talk or what you wear, I look at you and I, I prejudge you and I say, well, this person's not going to get it, so I'm just going to give them a little bit, right? No, I have to, I, have to, I am responsible that, that you're going to get the whole thing. And maybe you don't today, maybe you do tomorrow, maybe, maybe you do next week, maybe you do next year, but you're going to remember that I didn't shortchange you. Do you know why? Because I have made a moral decision that I am responsible. Now, I was talking to one of my friends on the Buddhist network and really pretty cool. Uh, just You can find him on, on uh, Instagram, the BuddhistNetwork.net. And we were chatting and going back and forth, and, and, and I really loved his response because he was feeling a sense of responsibility for himself to be equipped. And essentially, he said, he needs to be balanced. And boy, do we need to be balanced. Do I talk about alignment and being aligned in the, in the four dimensions of our life, the spiritual, the emotional the mental, and the physical. And he says, it's my responsibility to speak about how recovery worked for me and to help others when I, when I have that balance. See, he's feeling a responsibility. 
Um, and when the person I'm helping is following some direction. So I agree. He's not responsible for what they do. And then he says, though, you know what? There are times when I, when I don't have the strength to help others, but I can usually get them to another resource. You know why? Because he's responsible. He's saying, you know what? I don't have it today. I'm not in the game. I don't have alignment. I'm not operating to the potential that I should. But you know what? I need to get you to somebody because I'm responsible. I am your keeper. Don't you just love that? I love within his admitting his humanity, he's still willing to help. He doesn't want to become unhappy in his recovery, so he can't get too involved when someone rejects the message. And I get that. He's still looking for direction, to take direction so he can give direction. Why? Because he's responsible. And he's saying, you know what? I need to do the best I can for me. I need to be sharp at all times because why would someone listen to me if I'm bummed out or angry or or because someone's not having the progress that I think they should have? Wow. He's taking responsibility for himself and understanding how he can affect others. And I think he nailed it in his response. And so I really appreciate my friends sharing that information from me. And again, that's from the Buddhist Recovery Network. Check them out on Instagram, tag them, let them know, tell them thank you for sharing uh, their heart today with us. So again, the challenge is, are we responsible? Are you responsible? Am I responsible? As we as a recovery community, are we responsible? Are we having the capacity to make proper moral decisions and therefore accountable? Are we understanding that we are our brother's keeper, that we keep our brother? Are we response-able when anyone anywhere reaches out for help? Is your hand available? Are you responsible for that? I hope you are. Because there's a world of newcomers out there that are relying on people like you and me to take our responsibility seriously, to be available when they're ready, to be available all the time because we don't know when that switch is going to be flipped and they're going to say, I want this now and I hope we are ready to assist them. Thank you for joining me today. Go to recoveryguy.org, share this with a friend, let them know we're on uh, iTunes and Podbean and Stitcher and Google Play and in Spotify, iHeartRadio podcast, uh, recoveryguy.org. Check out my video segments. Join the recovery movement. Let's combine our resources together. Let's take on this personal responsibility in a collective manner and let's see how many people can go from broken to whole. My name is Robert and I am the recovery guy. I was trying to do everything